Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Welcome to Face Connecticut, an in-depth look at today's issues. Good morning and welcome to another edition of Face Connecticut on WTIC News Talk 1080, 96.5 TIC-FM and Light 100.5 WRCH. Aaron Kupek with you on this Sunday morning. And we are pleased to be joined by Dr. Mimi D'Alessio Mata. She is a dentist and president of the Board of Governors of the Connecticut State Dental Association. She practices pediatric dentistry in Southbury. Good morning to you, Dr. D'Alessio Mata. Good morning to you, and thank you so much for inviting me on the show. Um, as the president of the Connecticut State Dental Association, I am happy to have this interview and looking forward to sharing what we're working on for our patients and the citizens of Connecticut. First of all, with the ongoing pandemic, just talk a little about how dentistry is going. We were hearing from healthcare professionals that a lot of people have been delaying care because they don't want to go to the hospital during the pandemic. Is that the same at the dentist's office? I feel that currently people are definitely more comfortable going to the dentist. Um, We recently had a survey and two thirds of the individuals said that they felt safe going to the dentist. But since we were closed for, you know, two months, just like everyone else, the amount of care that people need was put off. Um, Often there's not ability to get into the office, unfortunately, in a timely manner. And so we have seen, especially when we first reopened, work that was put off and things that escalated that could have been prevented. Being a pediatric dentist, I see that with children. For adult dentists, I'm sure what they see and what I've heard and what the data has shown is that bigger dental work like crowns and bridges and root canals that were put off. Um, Now, a lot of that treatment is more expensive because things unfortunately don't get better. They get worse. So if something was left uh, undone, when you come back two years later, unfortunately, it's a little more expensive and can be a little more time consuming. And we're going to get more into um, insurance and expenses later. But I would say we're seeing a lot of what the medical profession, but thank goodness it's teeth and we can fix teeth. Obviously in the medical profession, if there's somebody with a dire circumstances, um, the result of not having treatment could be much worse. If someone is listening to this and maybe has delayed going back to the dentist after perhaps missing a checkup or something because of COVID-19 and they're leery about doing so because, well, I'm afraid they might find a cavity and I might have to get it filled. 
give them a little pep talk. Why should they go back and, and make sure everything is 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 good with their teeth? Yes. Well, um, I do want to give that pep talk. I mean, it's hard for people. Um, I think what people should understand is we're not judgmental in any way right now that someone might have not sought care because it's COVID. And we have had problems ourselves, perhaps getting materials that we need and even uh, in getting staffing. They call it the great, great resignation. And I know some dentists have lost some staff and uh, don't have um, the appointment times. So we feel that anxiety too. So we're all in the same boat. Um, if you come to the dentist's office, we will find what's going on. We will give you the recommendation and do know that, especially in Connecticut, we have strict guidances that we follow that were put up by the CDC and OSHA. So you're very safe. There has not been one documented cases of COVID that was gotten from going to the dentist's office. So that should put people's minds at rest and also know that there's no shame in putting off treatment. And now we have better materials and better methods to make your appointment more comfortable. With that in mind, I know during the early days of the pandemic, after dental offices reopened, there were many, many precautions. I remember a hygienist who looked like she was in full decontamination gear. What might a visit to the dentist's office look like today? In my office, it's not very different. Um, when you are in the medical profession, we are taught what's called universal precautions, which means that we universally protect ourselves what we don't know. Uh, universal precautions became important during the HIV AIDS epidemic. That is when medical professionals, uh, OSHA, CDC made the recommendations. If you remember, the dentist didn't always wear gloves. So you're supposed to treat every individual like they have something that you do not, do not know or do not expect that they have. So you're not treating any patient different, but you're protecting yourself and the patient. So what COVID has demonstrated to at least dentists, as you know, we always wore gloves and masks, but we would take that mask off to talk to you in the room. And now we know, everybody knows about six feet and aerosols being uh, available. So although we took many precautions, we've just taken it to the next step in dentistry, which is taking that temperature. And it's not just for COVID. Should anybody really be seeing the dentist they're not feeling well? Should anybody be spreading something to somebody if they're not feeling well? Also, um, the face shield, that also protects the patient and the dentist and the hygienist and the assistant from splatter. And the N95 mask that we wear under those, that prevents against any aerosol. The level three, which is the typical mask everyone sees, that is fine if you're not producing an aerosol. So for an exam, talking to somebody, that is sufficient. But unfortunately, I feel that in my mind, that these precautions are here to stay. Just like when I was in dental school, we had the precautions that we brought on for HIV and the AIDS epidemic. Um, a pandemic changes the way we look at things and definitely makes everybody more mindful of infection control. Now, as we get ready for the 2022 legislative session, about two and a half weeks away, 
The Connecticut State Dental Association is advocating for what it's calling a dental bill of rights with a focus on predictability, transparency, and public health. Tell us about that. Yes. I mean, I feel like this really kind of comes on the coattails of COVID. Like we were talking about people being able to go to the dentist. They haven't seen their dentist. Unfortunately, one thing that prohibits people from getting dental care is the cost of dental care and the cost of dental insurance. We are very fortunate fortunate in the state of Connecticut in the fact that we have great access to care. We're number three in the nation for access to care. Uh, We're a small state, but anybody can receive dental care within a 20-minute drive. And that is for full dental insurance and for Medicaid. We have many Medicaid providers, and that is not the case in other states. But still, with all the progress we've made, and we work, the Connecticut State Dental Association, we work closely with our state legislators, and we have collaborated in the past. In 2017, actually 2018, um, we passed where insurances could not force a dentist to use a virtual credit card. And then last year, we were able to prevent network leasing, which is that a dentist's they're involved with one insurance company, but another insurance company could buy them kind of off not knowing that they're involved with that insurance company and accepting those fees. So those two are very, very successful, but we have more so that patients can understand what their benefits bring them. Dental insurance should be reliable and predictable. And easy to understand. So that's what our initiative is. We're actually getting nationwide attention for our initiatives this year. And, you know, like you said, we call it the Dental Bill of Rights. So there's four more elements of the Dental Bill of Rights that we are working on this year. And I'll share those with you. One of the most important, and this goes back to COVID and medical care, Dental loss ratio. Now, dental loss ratio is not something that most people understand, but when the Affordable Care Act passed when President Obama was president, part of that was the medical loss ratio had to be known by the patients and the public. And what that is, is an insurance company, how much, what percentage of what they have is spent on actual care versus administrative costs and salaries. So currently in the state of Connecticut and in the United States, we don't know that for dental insurance companies. Um, You and I talked just before how most people have a thousand dollar limit, which has been the limit for years and years and years. You don't know how much of what you paid from your from your paycheck for your insurance is actually going to that. And also after COVID, we were talking about people not getting care. If you didn't get care, you didn't use that benefit. Where did that money go? Do you get that money back? So dental loss ratio is very important. And that is why we're championing for that because everybody should know what percentage of their money that they put in is being used to help them with their care. The second element that we're working on is whenever you have a big plan of treatment, we call them treatment plans like crowns and bridges, 
the dentist has to get prior authorization. Often an insurance company can change that later on. So a dentist will tell you, you're going to have to owe $200, $300 after this procedure out of pocket. And then when those procedures completed, the dentist finds out that the insurance is not going to pay that now. And now if they ask you for additional $200, well, nobody's happy when that happens. So we want to make it part of Connecticut law that it's difficult for insurance to deny or reduce that after that contract's been signed. That just seems crazy to me that that happens. It seems like a bait and switch. (laughs) Especially if you're putting a lot of money You know, some people have a lot of care. You need to have an implant and bridges. It's very expensive. And you work hard for that dental insurance in the job that you have and to be told one thing and to be switched. And plus, that also does not help the relationship between a dentist and a patient. It seems like there's something unfair going on there, which it's not. So if this is more transparent then nobody is upset and people can get the care that they want. You are listening to Face Connecticut. We are talking to Dr. Mimi D'Alessio Mata. She is president of the Board of Governors of the Connecticut State Dental Association. She practices pediatric dentistry in Southbury. Now, speaking of transparency, it seems the third point also uh, addresses that and what benefits patients have and dentists being able to inform them of that. One thing that's very difficult for a lot of people to understand, dentists included, is that, for instance, in our state, one insurance carrier, 90% of their plans are what are called ERISA plans, E-R-I-S-A. An ERISA plan is a self-funded plan from the company, like a very large company. So it's actually not being administered by the insurance company. If it's an ERISA plan, its rules don't apply the same as other rules in the state of Connecticut for insurance. We have the insurance commission. So dentists don't know which plans are different and what are the rules. So what we're asking is simply that the insurance cards that you receive have that information. So the dentist knows if it's an ERISA plan, dentist knows what other things might be covered because there's also different variations, different parts of insurance. You can have this plan that plays more than this. So people need to know what they're getting and what's going to be covered. And then lastly, um, believe it or not, I mean, everybody makes mistakes and sometimes a claim will be made by a dentist and it'll be paid out. And then five years later, the insurance company does an audit and realizes they paid too much. So they demand that money back. Um, We're just asking, this is our fourth element, that there be reasonable amounts of time that if a mistake is made, an insurance company can't come back after a dentist. And 24 states in our nation have that rule. We don't have that rule in Connecticut. So we're hoping all four of these elements can help patients understand their insurance, help it be more transparent, and help people to get the care that they needed, like we said, you know, from COVID, we want people coming. We don't want people to be afraid of going to dentists, and we don't want people not being able to afford to go to the dentist. Now, you mentioned that components of this proposal are, are getting attention nationally. Which ones in particular? 
Um, I actually had an interview with a national magazine for dentists called um, Dentistry Today. And I've also been interviewed by the American Dental Association. So um, our little state of Connecticut and our little dental association is making great strides um, with this dental bill of rights. When it comes to dental insurance, perhaps it's a misconception on my part, but is it generally easier to understand and less complicated than medical insurance when it comes to all of the billing codes and everything like that? Or is it getting to be that complicated? I mean, luckily with dentistry, there's only certain procedures. That part of it is easier, I believe. But the problem is that it comes down to, which you probably have the same problem with your medical insurance. How much is your deductible? How much is your maximum? That can change. Um, Like for instance, with dental insurances, it's always been that with your insurance after deductible, that preventative is 100%, like a cleaning would be 100% covered. But if you haven't met your deductible, now it's not 100%. And then fillings are often 80%. And then root canals and crowns sometimes can be 50% or less. So you're getting a percentage. But the problem is you're paying that insurance and they are dictating to you what you can get done in a year and how much it's going to be reimbursed. And that's something that we continue to work on to change those numbers because they've been the same for years and years and the reimbursement rate the same for years and years. And as we know, the cost of living goes up every year. So it's unrealistic to believe that something that um, worked 20 years ago is still gonna be effective and allow, you know, especially a young dentist, it's very expensive to go to dental school. They have high loans, They have to be able to pay these loans. We have to give good care. Everything's expensive now because of COVID. All of our PPE is top dollar. So we need to work with these insurance companies to make sure that the the patients can understand and that everybody, isn't that what we all want in the world? That we all could be happy, find a happy medium. Do you work with patients who might, time their care so that they are hitting two insurance years, you know, like do part of the procedure in December and then wait until January when you have a new insurance year and do the the rest? Definitely, definitely, definitely. There's at the end of the year, a lot of times there's a big push if someone's changing insurance to get something done. We see that every year. Sometimes in the beginning of the year, it's the reverse. Sometimes people don't want the treatment because they haven't spent enough on their deductible. So they're going to have to pay more out of pocket. So it's always a game that patients have to play, you know, picking the right time of year. For instance, I'm a pediatric dentist. So I will will always talk near the end of the year. Like, when do you get your new benefits? You might want to try to get this benefit that covers braces for this year. Um, It'll be a little less covering fillings, but your your child does not have any cavities. So I think it makes sense for you to get this other plan. So I always have those conversations with my, my patients to try to give them a heads up so that they will have the proper insurance to cover their needs for the next year. Talk to me about the link between dental health and overall health. Well, the mouth is the beginning of the body. And as we know, when we eat, that's where the food goes. And it continues throughout your body. So you can't really isolate the mouth from the rest of the body. Proper nutrition, obviously, we all know is important for good health. 
Um, many studies that have shown if you have poor oral health, gum disease, that can lead to risks of heart disease and GI issues. And often many diseases rep will first present themselves in the oral cavity. Right now, one of the big concerns is um, oral cancer. Oral cancer is huge. Hence, with the vaccine that they want, the HPV vaccine to prevent it, um, and a dentist is usually the first person that picks that up. So dentistry is very important in many, many aspects, your dental health. It's not just your teeth. It's maintaining your oral cavity so that you can, you know, to make it simple, eat that food and create a better you in the future. Talk about a little more about some of the barriers to people getting treatment. And as you noted, it seems that we are in a good position geographically when it comes to the, the number of dentists that we have in Connecticut. Yeah, we are very fortunate in Connecticut. And I've learned this over the last couple of years, being involved in organized dentistry and being a pediatric dentist, because I often have people come from New York. Um, I am a Medicaid provider, so I see a lot of children and adults with special needs. And in other states, these individuals don't have people close by that accept their insurance. And if there's not somebody that can accept your insurance or they're too far away, often people who need that assistance do not have the transportation. So now you have to take public transportation or a lot of my patients have to take a cab that's paid for by the state, but that doesn't mean that cab shows up on time. Sometimes they have to wait in my office for, for hours. So it is a very, it can be a very big hassle. And if there's something urgent going on, um, then someone's not getting care in a timely manner. So because you practice pediatric dentistry, talk a little about what you tell your patients in terms of toothbrushing because perhaps I was I was taught incorrectly but you know I was told to <laughs> scrub away when you're you're brushing your teeth and that can lead to problems later can't it well yeah I mean um, obviously you want people to have good oral health and you want to um, brush properly uh, just like everything uh, some individuals when you get in there you brush you're thinking about your day and taking out your aggression and there could be issues there with your gums or where if they're in, in the improper place you know pediatric dentistry I kind of always joke that it's kind of um, we're kind of like feeding the pigeons we have these children that might be you know, a little bit concerned and worried. And we, we bring them in slowly, but surely just like with the breadcrumbs. So we're, you know, if somebody has poor oral health, we're not going to yell at you in the beginning. We want to get you in the chair, get them comfortable. Often as a pediatric dentist, sometimes little children don't want to sit. So we do the cleaning standing up. Um, we have different methods of kind of teaching them how to brush their teeth, because obviously if you're one or two, your fine motor skills are not the same as someone who's 10 or 11. So there's limitations to what a child can do. So it's also educating the parent, you know, the, the frequency of brushing during the day. And really one of the big issues in the modern world is that snacking is very prevalent and trying to explain what a good snack is, trying to limit those sugary drinks and 
have children drink water in between meals, even something like a goldfish cracker. People think it's a cracker, it's more healthy, and it's not actually because it's high in carbohydrates and it becomes a paste. It can stick between teeth longer than, than some other foods and actually really increase the risk of decay. So these are all the things I talk about, um, educating the patients and the parent and teaching them proper techniques. But I never like it, it to be a case where I'm disciplining somebody because like I said, we want them to have a lifetime of good oral care. If people want to learn more about the Dental Bill of Rights, where can they go? I would first send them to our website, Connecticut State Dental Association. You can Google that, csda.com. And it's right there on our our page there. You can also follow us on Facebook and um, they can always call Connecticut State Dental Association to reach out to me or our executive director, Kathleen Garrity. She is Dr. Mimi D'Alessio Mata, president of the Board of Governors of the Connecticut State Dental Association and a pediatric dentist in Southbury. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to Face Connecticut. I'm Aaron Kupek. Enjoy the balance of your weekend. Face Connecticut is a production of the News and Public Affairs Department of WTIC Radio. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 